Super Talk Mississippi media production. Only two opponent previews left, and really this is the last one. I don't know how much time we'll give to an FCS team uh, next week, but we are talking about the Arizona Wildcats. Justin Spears uh, joins us now from the Tucson Star. Appreciate your time, man. When a, when a, when a coach takes over a, a program like Arizona was three years ago when Jed Fish arrived, you know, I think year one is about taking your lumps. Year one, year two is about getting improvement, and year three is about getting results. Do you think this Arizona team in year three under Jet Fish is re- Jet Fish is ready to uh, to get results? This is the year where we can officially judge Jed Fish for his coaching abilities and and the job that he's done with the program. But you know, make no mistake, he has done such an incredible job of rebuilding Arizona when he first came in. He took over a, a team that was riding a losing streak, a team that w- uh, went winless in the pandemic-influenced season, a team that had just been pretty much gutted by the Kevin Sumlin regime. And, yes, they went 1-11. and It was a complete rebuild. He, Jetfish just took what he had. This was the hand that he was dealt with, and he went 1-11. And then he realized, okay, well – in order to really rebuild this thing, because this program is down to the studs, we need to get improvement on offense, and then we can use the offense and then recruit the defense. And that's the blueprint that Arizona's had this entire time. The Wildcats went out and got Jacob Cowling from the transfer portal, Jaden Delora, their quarterback. Uh, they got guys uh, like T-Mac, Tetoro McMillan, the wide receiver, uh, Tanner McLaughlin, who had the most receiving yards by an Arizona tight end since Rob Gronkowski. I'm sure you guys might have heard of that name before. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of good things happened on offense for Arizona. They finished sixth in the off in the in FBS in passing yards. Uh, but Jaden Delora s- struggled at times. He threw a Pac-12 worst 13 interceptions, and he was adjusting to the offense because this was the first time that he had ever taken snaps under center and throw to a tight end. So it was a completely new system for him. But now that he's older, mature, really settled into the offense, and with a lot of guys on offense returning, and then on the defensive side of the ball, when you struggle to stop the run and struggle to make plays at the line of scrimmage, and then you go out and you address that in the transfer portal by getting a bunch of guys in that front six. I say front six because Johnny Nansen runs a 4-2-5 defense. But those front six defenders that they got through the transfer portal and also added at the high school level, you know, now we're talking about, okay, the last, last year was all about the offense. This year it was all about the defense. You put them together, maybe something magical can happen and we'll see if that magic can happen and what should be a very exciting year in the PAC 12. You mentioned Jaden Delora. I thought he was really good a season ago and the the quarterback play in the PAC 12 this year is going to be the best in the country. I mean, you, you've got a bunch of elite guys who would start, at most programs in the nation, Delora is one of those. What what did he need to improve on from last season that you think he'll be better at this year? I think it's understanding what the defense is giving him and learning how to adapt to it. Uh, I don't know if you guys recall last year, but when when Arizona played against Mississippi State in Tucson, the one thing that Jaden Delora really struggled with was tucking the ball and running to pick up those yards to yeah. move the change, to move the chains. You know, there were plenty of opportunities where Jaden Delora would roll out and Mississippi State's defense had, did a pretty good job in coverage on Arizona's receivers, but there was plenty of green for Jaden Delora to tuck in and run. And, you know, it wasn't 
you know, Jaden Delora running for 50 yards and, you know, scoring a big touchdown like a Khalil Tate from a few years ago. But, you know, these are the type of plays that quarterbacks need to make to keep the offense in rhythm and keep things flowing. And Jaden Delora looked like he wanted to run, looked like he wanted to run and just ah couldn't. And then he would just throw it out of bounds or or just throw an incomplete pass. He learned from his mistakes in that game against Mississippi State and then followed it up with an impressive running performance against North Dakota State and all throughout the season learned how to use his legs. This past offseason, Jaden Delore has gained a significant amount of weight, good weight though. Uh, he Ever since he's gotten to Arizona, I think he's put on about 25 pounds. But you look at him and it's good weight. It's muscle. You could definitely see that he's toned and he's got an extra – layer of body armor on him and even said like even though i have this weight on me i'm not looking to put my shoulder down and start trucking some guys i'm going to be smart about it but it's just good to have this kind of weight on me right now so i think Jaden delora has learned a lot from his first year and you know like i said you know he threw 13 interceptions in his first season seven of them came in two games uh three against mississippi state and then four against washington state his former team you know those were two important games for Jaden Delora last season because you're playing an SEC opponent in Tucson and then you're playing against your former team at home. I think Jaden Delora really wanted to, to ball out and played a little bit of hero ball and it ended up costing him. It, can he learn from that? We'll find out. I thought this game a season ago, it came down to it was the, the ultimate simple thing in football. Mississippi State was just better on the line of scrimmage. They were able to run the football. They were able to stop the run. And as you mentioned, they pressured Delora pretty constantly throughout the game. Is this Arizona team a little better equipped to to up front this year to, to deal with Mississippi State? On defense, we'll find out because the Wildcats were the eighth worst rushing defense in college football last season. They were 10th worst in the Pac-12. It wasn't just against Mississippi State. It was against almost every team. I mean, there were a couple of games where if Arizona had just stopped the run, maybe we're talking about Arizona going to a bowl game. Uh, On defense, they added some guys through the transfer portal. They got guys like Bill Norton, Tyler Manoa, uh, big uh, CEO. I'm I'm not even trying to pronounce his his last name because he's from the, he's from American Samoas and he has a very hard to pronounce last name, but big CEO coming in from Indiana. They added 300 pounders on the inside. And, you know, those guys aren't going to be showing up on the box score a lot of times, but they're so significant because they're going to be clogging up the lanes and allowing the linebackers to come in and make those tackles at the line of scrimmage and limit those, you know, yard, those plays that should be, two-yard gains, three-yard gains, and ended up turning into six or seven or eight-yard gains. I couldn't, I can't even tell you how many times that happened for Arizona last season. Arizona had 86 missed tackles stopping the run last season. 86. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're talking about a 12-game season, you know, we're talking about seven or eight missed tackles stopping the run. You know, that should not be a thing. Arizona's worked really hard at it. They've gotten the personnel to go along with that. And Brian, I was actually looking at the starting lineup against Mississippi State a year ago, and only one of those guys is returning to Arizona this season, and that's wow. safety gunner Maldonado. Every single everybody else either went to the NFL draft or they went to the transfer portal. Uh, so it's going to be a totally different defense this time around for Mississippi State. Uh, we'll we'll see if if Arizona's up for the challenge because that game is Starkville. 
oh boy, it's going to be muggy. The cowbells are going to be ringing and rattling, and it's going to be a very raucous crowd. So it's going to be a big test. And Arizona's defense, man, they got to be able to to man up and be ready for that because it's it's going to be a hard one. You gave us a bunch of names uh, in your first answer, but tell us, you know, if you had to pick playmakers in this game, guys you're going to watch on both sides of the ball, guys who could make a difference in this game with just one play, who would they be for Arizona? We talk about the defensive line first, and Taylor Upshaw, the edge rusher transfer that they got from Michigan, things didn't work out of Colorado. He went to CU and was a part of the Coach Prime era in the spring and then transferred out of there uh, in, in after spring ball. But him from Michigan, it, I mean, Taylor Upshaw was a guy who actually contributed for the Wolverines. And when you contribute at a program like Michigan, obviously you're doing something good. So adding a veteran guy like that off the edge, I think will be very impactful for Arizona's defense Um, on the back end. You know, I would say definitely Ephesians Prysock at cornerback. I know I'm like rattling off a bunch of names. You said one guy on both sides of the ball, but Ephesians Prysock is, is really good at cornerback. He's six, four built like a small forward. And then Jacob Manu, um, he was a guy who kind of came on in the second half of the season. He's a, a very small linebacker. Kind of reminds me of Datton Wynn. Uh, former Arizona defensive coordinator Paul Rhodes would refer to him as sawed off, meaning he's very undersized. Yeah. But he's a guy who had a nose for the ball and just made so many plays for Arizona in big games against UCLA and ASU. Uh, that That play – to end the Territorial Cup game, Jacob Manu got in, hit the arm of the quarterback, Trent Borgay, and the ball flew up in the air. Then Arizona safety Isaiah Taylor came down with the interception. That play didn't show up in the box score for Jacob Manu, but it was probably the most important play for the Wildcats. So I go with Jacob. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with two guys on the offensive line, and that's going to be Jonah Savainea at right tackle and big Jordan Morgan at left tackle. Jordan Morgan is arguably the best tackle in college football right now. Uh, Pro Football Focus, I believe, rated him as the third best tackle going into this season and the best in the Pac-12. Coming off a knee injury, Jordan Morgan will be a little bit rusty, but he's going to be one of the top offensive tackles in college football. And then Big Jonah Savinea, he started all 12 games at right guard for Arizona and was the second highest rated lineman by pro football focus and, and doing that as a true freshman, not missing any snaps. He was healthy the entire season and having that high of a grade on PFF, uh, I think really shows just how good he was. He wasn't penalized at all. Uh, didn't really give up too much pressure uh, this past season. And again, as a true freshman speaks to the kind of level that big Jonah is at right now. And they moved him from guard to right tackle. So those two bookends on Arizona's offensive line, we're talking about all Pac-12 guys, all Americans, and really first-rounders when it's all said and done. Uh, having that as your two tackles, Jaden Delora said it's life-saving for him. Uh, he loves having those two guys as his tackles. So uh, if Arizona can protect Jaden Delora and allow him to make the plays needed, then Arizona's going to be able to win some ball games and go to a bowl game for the first time since 2017. Interesting, the, the the matchup there with Jordan Morgan and Mississippi State's best defensive lineman, Jaden Crumbody, who did not play in this game a season ago. He was out injured until uh, 
yeah, week, uh, nine for Mississippi State. So that'll be a matchup we'll need to keep an eye on. No you doubt. Sort of, you sort of hit it at, on it a little bit, but let's ask like a big picture question. What does a win mean for Arizona in this game? A win for Arizona in this game. Well, I mean, of course you don't want to have moral victories, right? But when you realistically look at this game, Mississippi State is going to be the favorite, mm-hmm. and as it should, because they're, they're returning a bunch of talent. They have Will Rogers coming back. And it's, I would say, Mississippi State's probably most meaningful non-conference game, with all due respect to the other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that... Mississippi State will be ready to go for this game. They're not going to overlook Arizona because I know they have a big game the following week. Um, they play LSU the next week, right? Correct. So, yeah, I mean that, and, and honestly, Arizona could you know use that to their advantage. Maybe this is the the ultimate trap game for the Bulldogs. They you know overlook an opponent that they beat last year that they're playing at home and they have LSU the next week. I don't imagine that's going to be the case, but I think a win for Arizona is you know, make it a game. Just make it a game going into the fourth quarter. And if Mississippi State's experience once again outlasts you, so be it. But don't let it turn into a 39-17 to 17 game or whatever the score was. Let it turn into a game that can go down to the wire and put up a respectable fight and give the Pac-12 some love. Because you know a lot of people are going to be looking at this game. And if a Pac-12 opponent can give a, a SEC opponent a run for its money, and I think it means well for the conference in its last year, really. You coming to this game? Oh, yeah. I'll be there in Stark, Vegas. Can't wait for it. You ever been to the South? I've never been. Well, I mean, if you consider Florida the South. I've been uh, to I, I, I would consider that. I'm just going to tell you, wear shorts. I'm just going to give you that piece of advice. Well, man, I, I'm from Tucson, Arizona, so I wear shorts 300 and 40 days out of the year. So then you're good. Then you're good. I, you know, some people in the media, they, they get a little fancy. They like to wear slacks in the press box. I'm just telling you, don't do it. Wear shorts. Okay. Wear shorts. Well, that's, I'm going to wear shorts. That's my piece of advice. And also I need some good food recommendations, man. I'm, I'm actually doing like a, a Starkville bar slash restaurant feature. I want to be able to go to a you place. Are on things. the radio with the right guy. For that right. that particular thing, I will be happy to send you all of my recommendations. Do not worry, my man. My man, right. thank you, man. Justin Spears, the Tucson Star. Well, I'm gonna talk to you again in a couple of weeks after uh, after Week One when when we uh, we have some actual football to discuss. Looking forward. I'll at you. Got it. Good. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.